Is that supposed to be funny? and education and anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm Dana Hollander, and I can't wait to see what Brendan came up with for this one. <laughs> and I'm Brendan McCullough, your anime border collie of Naruto Uzumaki. Guys, I had nothing. I really had nothing with this one. Are you trying to rhyme? I, Kinda, because I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I definitely thought you were going to go the Smashing Pumpkins route. Oh, you gave me way too much music credit. I don't know music. <laughs> I know you love old shit. I do like Smashing Pumpkins, that's fair. <laughs> I thought you would have gone with like the um the route of like middle school angst. Cause that's when I watched this. See, but I that's did, selfish I, of me. <laughs> I don't it's I don't even know if this takes place in middle school or if this is just like a middle I I know very little about this, so I I don't have a lot of work with. The title's Great. unique. Yep. Uh <laughs> Well, time um, is never time at all, so let's get to it. Dana, what do we have going on this week? <laughs> uh, well, this is episode 50, the big 5-0. So, I thought I'd take things back to, as I said in the last episode, the first anime that I loved, which was The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. We we got a relic here. <laughs> we, got a, yeah. we got an artifact. <laughs> Everyone, Dust put on your gloves. Off, yeah. Be careful; it's <laughs> fragile. <laughs> so are we. Uh. Pretty sure this came out in 2006, but I watched it when I was in uh, seventh yes. grade. Oh, so God, that would have been thirteen years ago. Uh, <laughs> ooh. Um, ooh, I watched it uh, in 2008 or 2009, okay. somewhere in there. Man, I would have been. What, 15? It would have been prime age for me if I knew this existed. <laughs> and yep. I watched none of it at all. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, uh, every the premise week, of the show. <laughs> uh, gotta keep you on your toes. <laughs> for 50 episodes, you've called yourself an anime idiot. You can't change things now. <laughs> nope. We are keeping it consistent, if nothing else. Honestly, if... Although you yeah, dropped so anime the- expert this week... I I wasn't gonna let you get past that unscathed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought of it and I had to do it. But I neither of you know about this show then. <laughs> yeah, if there's a show Dugan does know about, we probably won't cover it. Because that's the premise of this podcast. Hey, we watched Zoys. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, wow, man. I'm the champion. So, yeah, I'm uh, the champion of Haruhi Suzumiya. <laughs> You're paving the way. So yeah, you said this was the first show you watched or, or loved. I can't remember uh, which so one it was. Death Note was the first show that I watched to completion, and then this show was the first one I really loved. Gotcha. Haruhi uh, was my first cosplay when I was 13 years old. I did it the summer between my se- uh, my seventh grade year, ew, and uh, eighth grade. So, <laughs> <laughs> I will. I I'll think about posting a picture on Twitter. But <laughs> I'd really rather not. 
<laughs> I'd really rather not. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to. <laughs> that one's 14. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot about... Well, no. I don't know a lot about this. I know it's popular, though. Like, I've seen it around. I've seen cosplay of it. Uh, I think May in Overwatch, one of her, like, her dance emote is based off this show. <gasps> yes! I, I forgot. Mm. If you think I don't know that dance, you're wrong. <laughs> of course you know that dance. <laughs> I didn't know that, and I'm a, and she's my main. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. We're going to have to talk after so this. So go to hell, <laughs> jerk. I I'm a drunk guy main, so I don't know. May's good. I'm a, I'm a diva main. Just to get that all out there, just so everybody knows. Yeah, we we gotta we gotta air this out yeah. real quick. We yeah. have not discussed this. Yet. I'm, I'm a and that is the, the most popular anime. But sometimes, uh, sometimes I like to play Torbjorn if I'm on defense. I exclusively play anyway. the heroes now because choice isn't deserving of Overwatch players. Anyway, uh, so I, I do chose, the same. Uh, Anyways. I chose episodes one, three, and four. Cause fuck two. Get the fuck out of here, too. Who two. needs you? Yeah. You're yeah. dead Who, to us. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shall we... Uh, shall we get uh, si- super bummed and, and watch, Let's watch get, some anime? Let's get bittersweet. Turn on episode. Four. <laughs> I don't know. I thought the hard you right could. turn was episode three. Yeah, you could argue that episode three was the sharp turn. I mean, yeah, but like tonally, <laughs> that all came in four. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah, now I know what you're saying. Gotcha. There's a lot in this show. <laughs> it's it's. I'm still. Yeah, there's a I'm lot. I'm still going processing. On there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on. But yeah, let's dive right in. Oh, I'm so, so. excited. <laughs> so, episode one, we have our our main character, uh, edgy little boy, talking about how <laughs> uh, Santa isn't real. I didn't believe in Santa, Santa. ever. Yo, he can go straight to hell, for all I care. I'm, I'm the cool man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's talking about uh, he's never believed in the extraterrestrial uh, magical stuff of childhood. Uh, so he quickly wrote off like the TV adventure stuff of sci-fi and fantasy and mysteries of the supernatural. And he wishes he believed, but that's not for he's him. He's a fucking buzzkill. Mm-hmm. You a know. boring person. A oh. normie. <laughs> I like Keona a lot. Uh, <laughs> no, I I like him too, but right out of the gate being like, uh, oh, that baby shit. <laughs> like, you can not believe in it and still enjoy it. You don't have to believe in it to enjoy That's it. That's true. Yeah, I was getting similar vibes from uh, What's-His-Face from Kids on the Slope. Of, oh. Uh, oh. Starting out being like, uh, all these idiots who don't like classical music. Yeah. Yeah. But then once. <laughs> I feel that. Uh. So yeah, uh, he uh, it's the first day of school. 
Check. Uh, <laughs> check it on the card. <laughs> Uh, and being introduced to the new classroom, he's saying, hey, the, that's, that's me, I'm boring and normal. Cool. Uh, and then we get uh, the introduction of our titular character, Haruhi, yeah. uh, who stands up to introduce herself to the class and immediately says, hey, fuck you, normies. <laughs> if you're an alien, time traveler, esper, anything like that, Come hang out. I'm starting a gang. <laughs> All right. Peace. <laughs> so nat- uh, naturally, everyone's like, what the fuck? Cool. Hello. All right. And she's like dead serious. She's not like, I-, I think that's the first thing that caught me off guard with this show is like everything I've seen seemed very like bubbly and colorful and like upbeat. And Haruhi- our introduction to Haruhi is just like super deadpan. Like, yo, this is what I'm about. Fuck off if you're not in. <laughs> Don't waste my like, time. Like, just real serious. I gotta talk to Sasquatch now. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, dead serious. I'm just like, oh, damn. Are you the Mothman? Like- <laughs> no? Then get out of my face. Why am I talking to you? Quit wasting my time, Why are you idiot. talking to me? I love her. <laughs> uh, and so does our main character, who I did not mention is named Kion. Uh, mm-hmm. Or nicknamed Kion. Yeah, I don't think we get his name for a you while. You never know his real name. <laughs> really? Yeah. Even even nope. the nickname is introduced like halfway through this episode. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he's immediately so interested uh cuz she's beautiful and a weirdo. So, perfect combination. Uh <laughs> so he starts asking around uh his new classmates what's her deal. Uh talks to some of her old like middle school uh classmates to figure out what's up and basically they're like, oh yeah, she's super crazy. Uh, she's obsessed with like aliens and the supernatural and all paranormal stuff. She uh, hijacked like a, a one of the uh, machines that you draw like fe- uh, lines in a sports field with, and like drew alien symbols around. Oh yeah, like chalk markers. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she's a serial dater who will agree to date anyone but that can last anywhere from like five minutes to a week <laughs> there's one one part where kian's a thing to himself at, quote as long as haruhi is sitting quietly she's like any other extremely beautiful high school girl and i'm just like that's shitty that, yeah <laughs> that, that really stood out as to long me. as she's hot and keeps her mouth yeah shut, she's normal then who gives a shit great <laughs> <laughs> yeah who cares if she's a weirdo if she doesn't express yeah. it? That just really stood out to me. I'm like, ooh, this is a bad way to endear us to a main character. Yeah, I love his friends uh, aside, though, when he's telling him about her dating life. And he's like, uh, oh, yeah. the shortest one was five minutes. And then there's like a flashback of her being like, I don't want to waste my time. And then he says, then why the hell did you say okay? <laughs> and he's like, no, I mean, that's what I heard. That's what, I hear. That's what he told me. It's not me. It's not me. Uh, it wasn't me. What would do that? <laughs> <laughs> She's super eccentric. This We get a big old info dump. Uh, I mentioned before recording, this is the first time we have like a Manic Pixie Dream Girl info dump. So yeah. something unique. I'm surprised it took us as long to get here, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But she's super eccentric. Every day she changes her hair. Uh, so she has a new hairstyle, like, adding to it every day and then resetting on Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. 
She's uh, not afraid to change in front of the boys for gym class. <gasps> She's just all over the place, apparently. And Kion is still super interested. So we get some time past there, uh, a couple weeks into the school year, I believe. And he decides one day to... He sits right in front of her, so when he gets to class, he decides to finally ask, Hey, what's up with your hair-changing stuff? And rather than the typical answer that he normally gets of, Fuck off, stupid normie, (laughs) local townie idiot. (laughs) She actually responds and says, I associate each day of the week with, with a different color. So I tie my hair up with different color bands, and that requires a different hairstyle, just to keep things flowing. She adds a tie every day, too. So, like, Monday is zero, she doesn't have anything in her hair, Sunday is six. And Kion straight up asks her, like, he says, do you change your hair every day to ward off alien invaders? And she's like, oh, you noticed. So, like, Kion's a freak, too. (laughs) Yeah. Low-key. He's not, like... rebuffing her he's kind of like playing kind of playing into it just being like oh okay and not calling her out for being a freak right away so she's more cooperative mm-hmm. yeah she's taking her at face value and not immediately dismissing her so uh mm-hmm. she's building up some trust. it just sounds like she has syn- synesthesia i have that i have that same kind of synesthesia that she has where i like associate colors with stuff yeah I, and i know uh And numbers. Yeah, I think someone I knew did it with numbers and colors, and it made him actually really Mm -hmm. good at math. Oh, that didn't help me. (laughs) I've only known someone who had that with uh, music and had to have a special driving playlist, because if a song he didn't have associated is playing, he could just see a color and not be able to see the Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Yeah. uh, Horrifying. Fun stuff. (laughs) But yeah, so the next day, he comes in and she cut her hair super short and is trying to figure out if it's uh, because of the conversation they had about her hair. And uh, they begin actually having conversations daily in that early morning pre-class time. So in their chats, we learn that she's agreeing to date everyone because she really wants to date an alien uh, so she can live an interesting life. Uh, alien or paranormal person, uh, psychic, uh, time traveler, all that stuff. Uh, also bisexual that icon, because she straight up says that she doesn't care if it's a boy or a girl. Ayy. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, she's, uh, <laughs> uh, some of the classmates come up and say, uh, like, oh, they've never seen Harui talk that much to Yeah, uh, they're trying to figure out his secret and why she's talking to him and no one else, because everyone else gets the uh, fuck-off normie treatment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they uh, continue into the school year. Uh, they get new seat assignments. Uh, they draw numbers out of the hat. And, oh, they still end up uh, 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 Kion right in front of Haruhi, uh, just on the other How side of the room. How can this so be? They can s- oh, what uh, a coincidence. But now, huh. But now they got a nice window to stare out uh, vacantly, dreaming about what could be. Oh, oh, now wow. it's an anime. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, why why is just that back corner? Because the windows are always on the left side of the room. It's always the yep. back corner where the main people yep. sit. Add that to the bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> we should. Window seats. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, something else I missed in my notes is that uh, she also joins every extracurricular club, uh, sort of... Uh, just systematically trying everything. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, he also asks about that. And uh, she talks about how at her old school, uh, there was like a supernatural uh, paranormal investigation club, but it was just a bunch of nerds hanging out and not actually doing investigation. And she was super bummed that that was fake. And Haruhi says, hey, normal people are fine. They sort of see a need in the world, and then they fill it. That's why we have, like, technology and cars, because people wanted to get places. And naturally, uh, she takes this as, uh, it's good to start my own paranormal club, because I want to will it into existence. (laughs) Uh, So uh, she is now finally going to have the interesting club she always wanted, and she uh, names Kion in charge of the setup and being one of the, like, official members. So, mm-hmm. uh, just like Free, we have a uh, rush to get new classmates to join and get this paranormal club going. In fact, the more direct comparison should be Mob Psycho 100, where we also have this exact same thing. Oh, yeah. Later in my, later in my notes, I was pointing out, I'm like... I, I was thinking, I'm like, is the club leader from Mob Psycho 100 supposed to be a parody of Haruhi? Like, because now that I think about it, that's what the club leader was always after. She's like, I want to meet, like, a psychic or an alien or something crazy. And yeah. I was like, huh. She could and be. And I knew this show was popular, so I'm like, maybe this is maybe this is an intentional parody, and I just yeah, didn't it catch it. Yeah, it feels like the Mob Psycho uh, origin story before Mob joins the group. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah. Uh so they take up the old literary club classroom because all the members graduated. Uh and they just adopt in the only a freshman member. Uh uh Yuki. Mm-hmm. Uh uh she's just a quiet little bookworm that's just gonna sit in the corner and read and just Nerd. technically be a member because no one else is in the literary club. Uh and we also get uh a new member, uh, Mikaru Hasuhida. Uh, Hasuhida. I can't read. I can't <laughs> read Asahina. my handwriting. Uh, but yeah, uh, I appreciate uh, that you tried, member, because you didn't need yeah. to. <laughs> it's a good I, hustle. Uh, <laughs> I legit cannot read my own handwriting because I'm a monster. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, basically, uh, she's trapped in the club. She's a junior. Uh, uh, Haruhi says they need a Moe member to be the cute mascot, basically. Because in mm-hmm. all the paranormal stories, uh, it's always the uh, beautiful, cute girl that has all the weird stuff happen. So they need a uh, bait, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Supernatural bait. Uh, yeah, and then they name the club the SOS Brigade. And that's basically where we end up. Yeah. I feel like yeah. so we got a fun uh, new spooky club, and they need to find new members. Yeah. <laughs> also, Haruhi loves to assault Mikuru. It's so funny. Um, 
It's great. It's great. She, she seems to assault everyone. It, it's just with Mikuru, it's like sex. That's true. That's a good point. She is very aggressive. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. She also, Mikuru also straight up quits the calligraphy club and she's just like, I mean, I guess this is fine. Fine. But yeah. 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 She she less recruits people and more, so, more uh, uh, what's the word? Kidnaps them? Kind That's probably of. a better word for that. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't the know. brigade something, uh, like capturing Navy people. I don't know. There's a word for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's like, a, yeah, I'm thinking of like a military word and I can't think can't. of it. And, oh, uh, whatever. whatever. She kidnaps some forces yeah. to join. Yeah. Um, so. Because um, she said she got Mikuru during recess. Mm-hmm. Oh, quick question. Did you guys have recess in high yeah. school? Is this I remember normal? we talked about uh, this at a a party we called it brunch and everybody made fun of me (laughs) yeah we called it brunch (laughs) i I had it in middle school and high school we had like 20 minutes yeah Uh, okay i had like a study hall and it was meant to be like here's where you do your work don't Mm. have fun so it wasn't like reset it was just like do more work yeah we had that but we just had a cool teacher so we just hung out (laughs) Yeah, we, my school, you had to pick what teacher you went to for that period. And if you didn't pick a teacher, like, two weeks in a row, you got detention for it. So we ended up going to our favorite teacher, like, every day Damn. for four years. <laughs> I guess I'm yeah. lucky. <laughs> oh. uh, so, let's move on to episode three. I skipped episode two. I don't even remember what happens in it. All you need to know is that at the end of the episode, Yuki invites Kion to her place to talk to him so yeah so we're dropped in uh on this conversation and yuki starts out by saying i'm an alien so fantastic so here we are we get uh uh-huh we get a big old kind of confusing info dump and i was hoping i'd be able to understand it now but i still don't just a little um yeah but so she explains yeah she explains that she's a part of the data integration thought entity that like controls the universe uh, i'm also a part of the uh, thought entity (laughs) (laughs) bitch thoughts assemble we got booty shorts (laughs) um millennial sluts um (laughs) millennial sluts from space <laughs> so she watch that. um she was sent by the data integration thought entity to observe Haruhi because three years ago um there was an eruption of data from Earth and it all came back to Haruhi. And uh so Yuki is three years old, like she was created three years ago when that data eruption happened. Um, she says she's an alien. She's more of a robot, uh, really. Um, she calls herself yeah, she an interface. Like, she says, like, oh. she, she says she's an alien to be like, to just like explain it easily. But kind of from then on, she calls herself an interface. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the data integration thought entity believes that Haruhi will be responsible for not only the auto evolution of stuff on Earth but stuff in the universe. So pretty much what that means is that Haruhi can 
Later, she says that Haruhi can turn her will into absolute data. So pretty much if she wants something to happen, it'll happen. But she doesn't know that. Haruhi does not know that. (laughs) Can literally will things into existence. Yeah. So Yuki says that the data integration thought entity doesn't communicate with language, and since humans have no way of communicating without it, they built interfaces, so there's more than Yuki on Earth to kind of observe what's going on and communicate with people and communicate with Haruhi. Um, so after she says all that, Kion says, hold on, I'm totally lost. Just fair. fair. Same, my fair. dude. Um, <laughs> and he says he doesn't understand why he's the one that Yuki is telling. And she says, me neither, but Haruhi chose you. And that we kind of hear that throughout the episode, and we never really hear exactly what that means. I mean, pretty much all it means is that Haruhi has the hots for Kion. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um, Get it! And he... She likes that cynical plane boy. Don't we all? Someone's got normie fever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And after she... I love this. Some of the dialogue in this show just cracks me up. Because after she tells him that Haruhi can make whatever she wants, Kion goes, no way. And in her monotone voice, she just goes, way. Which is just (laughs) so funny. Like, it's so good. Yeah. There is some good writing in this. I watched all three dubbed, and there is is some clever turns of phrase. (laughs) Yeah. I watched this episode subbed. And I think I missed that part because I was just scrambling to write notes of just like, oh, God, this is so much information. <laughs> what is yeah, happening? I mean, so I, I don't know kinda, how it would be. I was kind of lost in this I one. I don't know how it would be in the subs, but um, but yeah. So uh, he asks Yuki why she doesn't just tell Haruhi this. And it's at that point that she's like, Haruhi doesn't know that she has this power. And the data integration thought entity does not want her to know that she has this power. Because if she does, there's like this potential of just chaos and destruction. So don't tell her. Um, And he says, I could go tell her everything you just told me. And she says, she doesn't take you seriously. (laughs) And he's like, that's, yep. You're a joke to everyone. You're right. Um, She explains that she's not the only interface there. She says that others will use more proactive methods to get to Haruhi um, and that Kion would be in danger if one of them showed up because he's like the direct line to Haruhi. Um, and then he goes home and he's looking at a book that Yuki lent him and he's it's about aliens and he's like, oh, okay, like Yuki's just quiet and maybe a little crazy too because she's just reading these books all the time. So at first, he doesn't really believe her. He thinks she's just kind of nuts. Um, and then the next day... And I think he also says we, she lives by herself. She does, because... I think he also... Yeah. She's got no parents. <laughs> she, she's a robot. But also, check that out. Yeah, check. Also, the next day, mysterious transfer student. Check. check. And Haruhi is stoked out of her mind. Uh, she's like, oh, he came at a weird time in the school year, so he's got to be mysterious. And she wants to meet him <laughs> real bad. Um, and then it's after school, and Kion goes to the club room, and he is surprised to see Mikuru there because of what happened the day before. 
I think what happened the day before is that Haruhi forced her into a bunny girl costume. Pretty sure that's what mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> that yeah. innocent act. Um, and she says she came back because she still has concerns. How vague and mysterious. Um, <laughs> and she doesn't disclose what they are. Um, and Mikuru and Kion at this time they're like playing a game called Othello. I'm not really sure how it works. I've never played it. Um, but Yuki sees it. It's kind of yeah. Kind of like it looks like, well, I think it has something to do with like changing the colors of the tiles. I don't know. Um, but Yuki yeah. sees it and he's like, "Oh, you want to play? Have you ever played it?" And she's like, "No." And then she's stellar at it because she's a robot. Um, and then Haruhi gets there and she's like, "Yes." I have a new member. This is the boy. And he says, hi, my name is Itsuki Koizumi. And I say, I love you. I love every character in the show. <laughs> I don't know if it's just nostalgia, but I just, I love them all. Haruhi's annoying, but she's my bae. Um, <laughs> no, everyone, everyone um, seems to be a, a good noodle. Yeah. <laughs> They're all good eggs. Gold stars for all of them. <laughs> um, so Iski's like, yeah, I mean, I'm down to join your club, but also, what is it? Uh, and Haruhi says that the sole purpose of the SOS Brigade is to find aliens, espers, and time travelers and hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> be their buds. Just be friends with them. And I have great news for Haruhi. Because um, <laughs> she's already doing it. Um and Itsuki is just like <laughs> the S. Go ahead. The Espers, the aliens, and time travelers are the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I'm glad I let you say that. That was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the permission. And Itsuki's just Your like your form has been approved. Right. <laughs> Itsuki's just like down to chill, so he's just there to hang out. Um, Mikuru gets up to meet him and kind of trips over her feet, and Its- uh, Itsuki helps her up. Um, and Kion gets mad because he wants to touch Mikuru too, but he won't because he knows it's bad. <laughs> I can't. I won't do it. He says he's the only one in the I don't club think who Yuki hasn't. has. Yeah, oh, but no, now they right. have five members, so the club is ready. Yay! Um, Woo. and then it's the next day, and then Kion gets to the friggin' club room, and Mikuru's in her underwear because Haruhi is forcing her out of her clothes. Oops! And then he slams the door, and he's like, "I'm so sorry." <gasps> um, and then he goes back in, and Haruhi put her in a maid costume because maids are essential for Moe, of course. Duh, um, of course. Duh. And then Haruhi is taking pictures of her being cute, and then she hands the camera to Kion. She's like, "Let's get sexy," and she unbuttons the top of Mikuru's dress. <sighs> and he just like is taking pictures of Haruhi harassing Mikuru, and then she puts Yuki's glasses on her, and just the Moe's out of this world. Um, <laughs> and then Itsuki gets there, and um, he's Haruhi's like, "Hell yeah, let's all have fun with Mikuru," and he's like, "I'm not, I'm not gonna do that." I he says, "I'm afraid of I like the that consequences." He just walks in and like watches. <laughs> I didn't miss uh, I must have missed that <laughs> yeah it's a good line he's like I'll pass I'm good thank you but yeah he just sits down and he's like I'll I'll hang out though you guys have fun 
Um, <laughs> and Keon's just like, hey, let's maybe like stop her. Let's maybe stop Haruhi from harassing Mikuru, huh? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> is that cool? Was that fun? That'd be cool, right, yeah. guys? Um, and then the club time starts, and Haruhi is like, oh, we've been such a success. We set up a website. We've handed out flyers. Things have been great. When in reality, all they've really done is harass Mikuru every day. Um, but she's complaining yeah. because no one's come to them with supernatural phenomena or mysteries. So she wants to go out and find some. So they meet up on a Saturday uh, and uh, they're hanging out and then they uh, split into groups. They draw straws and Kion gets paired with Mikuru. Wow. Um, and Haruhi seems a little peeved. Just a tad. Just a little bit. And she tells him not to goof around because this is serious. Uh, but once she walks off with Itsuki and Yuki, Mikuru's just like, so what do you want to do? Um, so they go for a walk. And uh, he's they're just like talking. And Mikuru says she's never like gone on a date before. Like this is her first time walking alone with a boy. Uh, ooh. Ooh. And Kion says um, he finds that hard to believe because there must be boys to just lining up to date her. And she's like, oh, well, I can't date anyone because, uh, Kion, I have to tell you something. So she sits him down and she says, I know you're not going to believe me. This is going to sound crazy, but I'm not from this time plane. I'm from the future. So what? there's a time traveler. <laughs> No way. <laughs> what? I never would have guessed that one of them would also be a time traveler. And there's like a montage of her explaining like time travel to Kion, which is like great because I don't want to sit there and listen to another entire <laughs> info dump about Whole time spiel. travel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and But she does say that something happened three years ago, just like you did. Yeah, um, there was some weird time anomaly. So when they got back there to three years ago, they then couldn't go back any further to see where it came from. And at the center of this time distortion, you guessed it, was Haruhi. Cute. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the twist. Um, uh-huh. And then she says she can't say much more because everything's classified. Um, I'll have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, eh. um, <laughs> but for real. And <laughs> uh, Mikuru says she's there to watch Haruhi, just like Yuki is. And she also tells Kion that Haruhi chose him for whatever reason. Um, and he starts asking her questions, but to each one of them, she says that's classified. I'm sorry, I can't tell you. Um, and she does say that Yuki and Itsuki are in similar positions to her, so she, like, knows about them. Um, then uh, he's like, this is all well and good. I kind of just want to, like, put this all aside for now. Like, I I don't want to deal with this right now. <laughs> um, and then he asks her how old she really is, and she says, that's classified. Ooh. <laughs> Convenient. Ooh. Um, and then they meet back up with the rest of the group. None of them found anything. Shucks. They get lunch. They split into groups again. And Yuki is paired with Kion. And again, Haruhi looks peeved. Hmm. Um, 
And then uh, once Haruhi goes off with Itsuki and Mikuru, uh, Kion's like, hey, Yuki. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, that story you told me the other day? Not so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Think about that. Yeah. Um, And then they go to a library and Kion sits down and falls asleep. Um, And then he wakes up to a phone call. They were supposed to meet back at the station, the train station at 4 p.m., but it is now 4.30 and Haruhi is mad. Um, But Yuki doesn't want to leave the library because she's reading. Um, And so he gets her a library card and then they leave. Um, and then they all return and none of them found anything again. Um, and Haruhi gets mad at Kion for not being able to find anything, even though she couldn't either. Huh. Hmm. Um, and now it's Monday and it's hot and Haruhi's grumpy. <laughs> um, and then it's after school and Kion goes to the club room and Itsuki is there and he just says, Hey, do you have something you want to tell me? <laughs> what's what's your <laughs> shit? What's your deal? Used to this now. You got you got to be fucked me. up just, somehow. You're yeah, talking I'm tired of Just fucking That's tell it. me. Um, and so they go outside. They get some coffees, and Iski says that he's an Esper. Shocker! <gasps> Down the list we go. <laughs> got it. Um, Checking off their own bingo card. Yeah, and he says, um, "I'll be able to like prove it to you." But, like, not right now. Like, I'll show you something, but I can't. Um, and then he explains, he says, this is a short version. It's not that short. Um, and he says <laughs> that three years ago, he uh, got uh-huh. his powers, and then he joined some organization that also started three years ago. Um, and the organization thinks that they're in a reality that an entity is showing them. And that entity is Haruhi. So essentially, this organization thinks that Haruhi is a god. Which, I mean, she kind I mean, based on the powers she has, she kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Itsuki pretty much says, we're all here, me, Yuki, and Mikuru, because Haruhi wanted us to be. So now we're here. Um... And he says that this particular world came into existence three years ago because Haruhi wanted it to. Um, And if she becomes unhappy, she can also destroy it. So pretty much Itsuki, Yuki, and Mikuru's job is just to keep Haruhi happy and stable. (laughs) Or else this world is going to go to shit. And they don't want that. Keep Um, dangling those keys. Keep them happy. (laughs) Um, and Kion asks Itsuki why he wouldn't tell Haruhi this, just as he asked Yuki, and he also asked Mikuru that. And you'd think he'd learn by now that she's just not allowed to know. Because if she <laughs> found out, something bad will happen. It's just, don't question it, Kion. You know her. You know it. that if she found out about this, something terrible would happen. She'll um, make you disappear. And then <laughs> literally, you'll blink out of existence. <laughs> she'll thanos you um (laughs) and then kion is like well if you're an esper then like prove it heat up my coffee and itsuki's like that's not really how my powers work in fact like i don't even really have powers most of the time but i think i'll be able to show you them soon like i promise pinky promise i'll show you my powers soon 
Um, and then Itsuki gets up to walk away and he turns and he's like, oh, Kion, by the way, like, you're like the biggest mystery in all of this. We don't know why Haruki chose you. So like, I'm, I did some digging like into your past and I want you to know that you are just an ordinary human. Like, don't worry. <laughs> shit. You're exceedingly normal. Um, and then he goes back to the club uh, and Mikuru and Yuki are there. But he says Haruhi never came that day. Hmm. So yeah, that's episode three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> I so I I was worried about picking this episode because I thought that Yuki was the only one who like revealed herself in it. I thought that Mikuru mm-hmm. and Itsuki talked about their stuff later, but now I'm really glad that I chose this one because it just all three of them are like. Hello. Just here's here's what's happening. Now it is my in turn to reveal a deep dark secret. <laughs> I like that even Kion is like annoyed by it by Itsuki. He's like, alright, what's your shtick? Like let me Just tell let me. me hear it. Yeah. This whole song and dance I've been doing all week. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we get episode four. And it starts with Kion walking into class and he sees Haru's got her head down. And Ryuko? Ryoko. How do you pronounce it? Ryoko. Uh, it's like the popular girl is the pretty girl. Keon's friend was like, oh, yeah, she's the hot one. She's the one you want to go after. Um, mm. And she comes up saying, like, she's the one that said Keon is the only one that's been able to get Haruhi to talk to him. So, like, if we have any problems, we're going to go to Keon, who will then go to Haruhi. So uh, that's basically all she's done at this point. And uh, mm-hmm. she comes up and t- uh, says, like, Hey, Kion, make sure you take care of her. Make sure you take care of our special little Haruhi here. Wink. <laughs> and uh, he asks Haruhi why she was missing from the club yesterday. And she said she had to rewalk the entire city path that they did on Saturday. She had to do it all by herself. She wanted to double check to make sure they didn't miss anything. While Kion was out fooling around. <laughs> and Being a weirdo. Being a weirdo. And, having his uh, world you know, flipped upside down. <laughs> <laughs> he found stuff you can't tell her. Uh, Keon says, like, oh, why weren't why don't you just be like normal and like you could have rewalked the whole city with like a guy and could have been like a date, kind of like he did, but he doesn't tell her he did that. And <laughs> she says, like, she kind of talks a bit and even kind of says, like, oh, I got my own desires, like I'm you know, still a girl and stuff, but like dating's just boring and like i don't want to date a boring person i want to date someone who's interesting and she's also like i just made the like sos brigade i can't just make something and then go off to do my own stuff and completely ignore it which it's exactly what she did yesterday (laughs) and uh ryukos uh, overhears this and tries to like jump into the conversation of like oh maybe this and her he just like shuts her down like just stops talking anytime someone Mm -hmm. else appears and Erika's kind of like, oh, maybe she's in love. And she's, like, going through, like, heartbreak right now or something. And maybe that's why she's in such a f- uh, such a funk, such a weird mood. <laughs> so you get that implication. Uh, and then that morning, Keon get, uh, got a note in his, uh, like, footlocker saying to go to this class I love after locker. school. All your it's athletic shoe new. needs, footlocker. I just love those dashing uniforms. <laughs> yeah, I there's one shot where Keon's just wearing a referee jersey. Just a brand <laughs> deal. <laughs> and and note just says, like, go to this room after school after everyone leaves. So he's just like, alright, I, I guess I'll do that after school. 
So after class, he goes to the club, and he's trying to figure out who gave him the note. He's like, well, it's not Yuki's writing, and it wouldn't be uh, Mur- uh, Miruki. Mikuru. I'm already messing the names up. Mikuru. <laughs> and he's just trying to figure like, it wouldn't be her, it wouldn't be her. It's like, it's not Itsuki, he'd just come up and talk to me. Like So he's like, it's no one in the club. So it's like, all right, that makes sense. And uh, Haruhi comes in, and she starts loading pictures of uh, Mikuru in uh, the maid outfit. And she's, like, loading him to the website. He's like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, we'll get a bunch of people visiting the site to look at these saucy pictures. He's like, no, you can't do that. Like, think of her privacy. And she's like, what? And Haruhi just doesn't understand why that would be a problem. Mm. And Keon, like, kind of pushes her off the computer and goes to delete all the pictures. And he's like, no, you can't do that. Like, think of, like, think of why this would be such a problem for her and, like, invading her, like, uh, privacy. Oh, wait. Turns out Keon didn't delete those pictures. Turns out he took them out of the recycle bin and put them in a secret folder with her name on it. And it's just right there on the desktop, not subtle at all. And he's, he's just a nasty the- boy, a nasty Girl, freshman gross. boy in high school. It doesn't even so hide just a that freshman well. boy in high just school. Just a freshman boy. They all nasty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. But it just like it just so little effort of like hiding it. Like he, he puts her <laughs> name on the folder for fuck's sakes, man. He could have called it bank <laughs> uh, statements or something. Literally anything besides Taxes, her name would have been less suspicious. <laughs> totally not pictures of our classmates. Um, that would be from <laughs> the future. That's not for him. That's for the <laughs> other character. That's from the future. Oh right, the other time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Haruhi kind of gets, like, upset and leaves. Uh, and then after the club, Keon goes to the room that was on the note. And he sees uh, Ryuko in there. He's kind of like, oh, you left me the note. She's like, yeah, I just kind of wanted to ask about, like, Haruhi. And, like, since you're, like, the only one who's able to get her to talk. And do you ever think about, like, regrets? And I didn't write that in the line. I should have. But she's, like, saying, like, it's better to have done something and regretted than to not have done anything at all. Or, no, better to have done something and learned from it than to not have done anything at all and regretted it and stuff like that. Something like that. And basically saying, like, if we don't ever change anything, everything's going to stay the same. Like, in order to progress things, something has to be different. There has to be some unique factor that pushes uh, the regular stuff off its path. Otherwise, we're just repeating everything. He's like, don't you agree? He's like, I guess, kinda. She's like, cool, great. That's why I'm gonna kill you now. He's like, what? And she just lunges at him with a knife. And it's like, oh shit. <laughs> She's like, yes. I wanna see how Haru I wanna see how yes. Haru reacts with you dying. And he's just like, what the fuck? And she's like flying. I don't know if it's like supposed to be just stylized or if she actually is this fast, but like Ryoko just like flies at him. He's just like, oh Jesus, like you're you know, even if that's a rubber knife, you're still like freaking me out like put it out she's like oh no it's not rubber you this think is this is a joke real. oh that's cute this is not a sh- <laughs> your life is a joke because i don't understand you creatures um and yeah she basically <laughs> says like he's like what are you doing like i don't want to die she's like huh guess i never really thought about organic life forms death weird and it's just like oh okay she's not human so <laughs> she just doesn't she doesn't <laughs> even understand the concept of death let alone why you shouldn't be giving it to everyone <laughs> And uh, Keon, like, turns around and tries to run out of the room, and the door just changes into a wall, so there's no more exit. And she says, like, oh, yeah, I'm in control of the data around me, so you can't do anything. Like, you can't get out. I got you. 
And it's like, huh, where have we heard that before? Uh, and then mm. we see, like, the walls, like, kind of just, like, dissolve and, every, like, the whole background just kind of gets this weird, like, black and white swirl, like, other dimension effect look to it. And uh, as Keon's, like, backing away, the room is now just, like, destroyed and, like, chairs are piled up in corners and just big chunks of them are blown out. So it's just like, oh, man, like, everything's changing. And uh, Ryuko wants to see a huge explosion of data. She wants to see, like, what happens, like, when there's a big change to Haruhi's, like, life. And right as she goes to stab him again, we see a crack appear just kind of, like, in the wall. And Yuki flies out and grabs the knife. It's like, ah, that's where we've heard it before. Yuki was talking about all the data. Mm-hmm. And we see her grabbing the knife and, you know, even though she's a alien interface robot thing, like, she's still bleeding, so... Uh, she's still got that human body, uh, but she grabs the knife and is defending Keon. What an inconvenience. Oh, it's <laughs> such a bother. Ugh. And You hate to see it happen. <laughs> and uh, Yuki says <laughs> Ryoko is uh, one of her backups that's acting on her own and kind of saying how she's another one of those interfaces that she warned about that might be more proactive than she is. So that's exactly what's happening. So Yuki says she's able to, like, she says, like, she severs, like, the data tie with Ryuko, and, like, the, the the knife she had just starts dissolving and, like, gets deleted. And it's when Ryuko, like, jumps back, and she's like, oh, okay, I don't need the knife, and just starts shooting these, like, energy volleys at her, just these huge, like, energy blasts. It's kind of like, god damn, we want Dragon Ball Z here. And <laughs> uh, as uh, she they're fighting a bit, um, she goes after Kion, and Yuki, like, flies in front of it and just takes up, like, five or six just like metal poles like through the chest like they just impale her it's just like oh god damn like she got real and uh yuki stabs her with these like giant energy hand swords things like it's just like pure white energy from her hands could just shoot into yuki and like stab through her it's like oh mm-hmm. damn like you know they're attacking each other and uh when she's able to get, actually get a hold of it, yuki's able to sever her data link with the data around her so then everything ryuko ryuko is controlling which just starts like dissolving and she's like oh you weren't like trying to fight me that's why you put your body on the line you were trying to like hack into me and like sever my connection it's like smart smart move i'm in bold <laughs> move bye <laughs> see ya i'll bring your body up so you can get through the back door and um <laughs> as ryuko's like uh, all right, yeah. I <laughs> Don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know about that one, though. Uh, like, fading away, and she tells Keon, like, hey, be careful. There's going to be other people like me, because we're bored as shit, and we want to see something happen, basically. So, mm-hmm. it's like, be ready. And it's like, it's or... been three years since anything cool has happened. <laughs> I'm so bored. Uh, Let's murder. please just a little she also warns like hey it might even be yuki's uh higher ups who get bored and like change stuff and like change yuki's order so like it might not even be other agents it might just be anyone so like you ain't safe watch your ass and the room (laughs) goes back to normal and uh when it goes back to normal riku's gone and we see yuki uh remade the room she says but she forgot to make her glasses and Keon's like, oh, don't worry. You're cuter without your glasses. I don't have a glasses fetish anyway. And she's like, hey, yo, What's Keon? What's a glasses fetish? Yeah, you can ask Explain, what a fetish Explain, pervert. <laughs> and it's like, 
cute. so funny. The fuck? Stupid. He's so I stupid. I know much about this world, oh but God. not your fucking perviness. Not your sexual deviancies. Don't put Please this shit Please tell me, me what Cam. gets you off. <laughs> I'll download the data. <laughs> There's a lot of it. You're a pervert. What are cummies? <laughs> oh, no. All right. No! Too far. <laughs> How dare you? There's my line. How dare you? Well, that's it, folks. <laughs> I'm here till Thursday. <laughs> well, we're tearing apart this friendship. Well, I should say I'm tearing this apart. Sorry. <laughs> oh, ooh, I'm having heart palpitations. <laughs> oh, but boy. yeah, like I could, I could see this as like a good moment of like her getting rid of her glasses or changing her look. But just like the idea of Kion being like, "Oh, you're cuter without glasses. I don't like glasses anyway." It's like, "Yo, Kion, not about you, my man. Yeah, not about you. <laughs> not right what now. we're doing here." Fucking nope. Jesus. He's totally normal and plain, except for how massive his fucking ego is, apparently. Uh, <laughs> and as he, he's, like, holding Yuki on the floor, because even though she survived, she still took, like, a lot of damage, so she's just kind of weak right now. And at that moment, Kion's buddy walks in, and he's just like, Whoa, oh, I gotta go, and runs out. Because, you know, I remember this making out on vividly. the floor. I remember this moment because he walks in and he goes, what is up? I 444 got my bag, which is just (laughs) so good. (laughs) It it was a very good line. Yeah, that was a good line. There are a lot of moments where, like, I remember, like, the exact lines. Like, I was sitting there, like, saying them. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, so he goes running out and Keon gets, like, you hear Keon like in his head. He's like, "Oh, sorry, mom and dad. If anyone walked in right now, it's all. It's, it totally looks like we're doing it." So it's like, <laughs> "Oh, yeah." They pointed out, uh, and then the next day, Ryuko transferred out mysteriously in the middle of the what? semester. Wow! We had a new transfer student in, and now we're losing a transfer student out. How exciting is that? And Haruhi's just like losing her goddamn mind. <laughs> She's just like so jazzed for this. And uh, this morning, uh, Kion got another note in his locker. And this time it's from... Oh, God. See, we're at that point where I no longer know how to say the names, even though I'm looking at it. And it's written the same way. <laughs> the gradual decline into Oh, he hit madness. it every time. Miruku? Mikuru. Miruku? Mikuru. God, Japanese names are hard to pronounce. Mikuru. <laughs> Can we teach you just to write stuff phonetically? That won't help. But it's pretty... It's spelled... It's Miku. I had the subtitles. Miku. I had the subtitles last episode. I know how it's spelled. I'm bad at it. Mikuru. Right. And uh, he gets all excited because he's like, ooh, she wants to have a private one-on-one conversation with me. And he's all hot and bothered because he's a fucking pervert. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, when he gets there, he sees her, but she's different. Like, she's clearly older. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. hey. She's like, oh, hey, it's me, but me from the future in a different time plane. What up? And he's like, what? Are you sure? This is normal. She's like, yeah, this is totally what happens. And she's like, yeah, it's me. Here, you want proof? And she starts unbuttoning her shirt, because of course you do. And she's like, look, the only proof I have is there's a mole on my boob. Look at my boobs. And he's <laughs> Please like, put your face on them. I mean, look. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the proof. Here's the proof I'm from the future. Motorboat the shit out of me. No. And, 
he's surprised. He's like, what? I, don't, I never noticed you had a mole on your boob. She's like, what do you mean? Of course you noticed. Because you're the one who told me that I have it. Because I never noticed. And she's like, oh, God, no. And kind of realizing she just, like, kind of made a time paradox right now. She by says, telling something that he told her from the past. She says, this is before we, oh, no. So now he just gets yeah. to sit and ponder about the time that he gets to fuck Mikuru. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking when that she will told it him, and then, and then he'll tell her past version, and then that's how she'll know, and I thought that was just like a time loop that was created by her intervening in the past. I mean, it's true, but in his brain. In his brain, he's, he's thinking like, about- He's probably like, fucked. Well, I'm gonna see them titties. I'm gonna see it. So, uh, uh, Keon asks, like, oh, so now there's two Mikirus in this time plane? And she's like, yeah, and like, I had to come back to tell you something. The other me you know is, like, out of lunch right now, so it should be good. Um, but she says, like, if you're ever in danger, and, like, big danger, remember the story of Snow White. He's like, the dwarves, the, you know, poison apple, evil witch, all that. She's like, yeah, remember that. That'll pay off in the future when you're with Haruhi, most likely. And whenever that happens, remember it. He's like, what? That's very vague. She's like, yeah, time's weird, and I can't get more detailed than that. Sorry. <laughs> so she kind of gives him this like ominous message and uh and she's like walking around the classroom she's kind of like reflecting on like nostalgia of, like oh man i remember this bunny outfit oh i remember this and uh she goes to hug kion and she's like don't get too friendly with me and she runs out and then right, but right before she runs out kion's like oh wait how old are you now and she's like haha classified wink so <laughs> we'll call back to that and uh as kion's leaving he bumps into yuki He's like, hey, did you just see the future? And he's like, yeah, I saw her earlier today. We talked. Like, what? It's chill. Like, yeah, it's- a little heads up would be nice. <laughs> yeah, Yuki's basically like, yeah, time travel ain't no big thing. I can't do it right now, but it's pretty simple. He's like, what the fuck? So it's just, it's cool seeing them interact with their other, like, like uh, Itsuki said in the other episode, like, yeah, they're all aware everyone else has got their own shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's funny to see them actually like, interacting right now. Um and uh, Keon thanks her for saving him yesterday. Then he mentions, like, how, uh, he mentions again how better she looks without her glasses. And it's like, yo. Stop it. Relax. Quit fixating, bro. Calm down. Not about you. <laughs> also, the girl that is into you could destroy the fabric of reality in a second if she throws a tantrum. So, like, ew. maybe like <laughs> learn to hurt. have some chill. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Haruhi is mad that, uh, that Keon wasn't helping her uh, with uh, looking up what happened yesterday to Ryoko, like, about her being transferred out, and she, like, went to Canada, apparently, and all this other, like, very vague stuff where it's like, something's up, something's something suspicious is afoot, we got a mystery, gang. Uh, and she, like, sees him in a hallway and, like, grabs him by the collar and drags him. She's like, you're investigating shit with me now. Like, you don't have a choice anymore, because something weird's happening. Meanwhile, he just talked to, like, a future version of his friend and, like, got into a weird robot alien fight and stuff. He's like, okay, yeah, let's look at the fucking school records or whatever. (laughs) And that's episode four. Yeah. This show is so fun because it's like like all this supernatural wild shit happening to a guy that really doesn't care about it. He's literally (laughs) sitting in front of a girl who wishes it would happen to her. (laughs) Yeah, I think the uh, biggest uh, adjustment we see from other shows is he is just super accepting and chill. 
We don't get the freak out of, oh, what is my life anymore? He's just what? like, yeah, there's time travelers. All right, I got to get to class. Yeah, he's not pushing like a giant tentacled alien back into the closet to hide it from his parents. I'm like, oh, no, 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 don't come in. She's like, yeah, fucking whatever. Let's see what happens today. <laughs> so I guess it's good that he's so cynical and burnt out in the beginning of the episode or the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah, it actually works in the character's favor for once. <laughs> yeah. So how are you guys feeling about it? Did I do it? Are we there? <laughs> uh. Oh, let Dick go first. All right, uh, I I was liking it. Uh, I I liked the first two episodes we watched because it was sort of a calmer introduction. Because mm-hmm. yeah, we typically uh, like Yuki Yuna is a hero. The uh, like supernatural <laughs> elements are just like thrust upon the main characters, and they have to accept it in a a moment, like as they are fighting the big monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Having this, we had, like, an episode buffer to be like, hey, this isn't a normal club. I am a robot alien. I am a a (laughs) time traveler. I am a psychic esper. And uh, we sort of get that gradual transition in. And then just episode four, once that's established, we have that, uh, like, inciting fight from uh, uh, the other robot. Mm -hmm. So I... I did like the pacing to ease us into it, rather than, no time to explain, uh, we're fighting this uh, robot now. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'd agree with all that. It. Um, I think if we watched episode two, seeing what happened in three and four, episode two seems like it might have just been like another slice of life like establishing episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably mm. a good call to skip that one and uh, just jump right into the you know, meat of it with these two. Yeah, because... Uh, we really didn't miss out on much. Uh, we got that they started talking about how uh, Yuki's an alien, but that was about it. I don't feel like we had missing information. Nope, you just yeah, didn't we, get to we, see Mikuru in her bunny costume. That's it. Oh, that darn. I'm fine with. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, before going, before watching this, I knew, I knew there was like an alien, and I knew there was like a psychic. But that's kind of all I really knew, and I thought it was the two friends. I didn't know yeah, Itsuki was uh, uh, as well in that group. Um, so I knew pieces of this show, but it just it was also segmented and just so disjointed. I could never really piece together what the plot was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I said, anything I've seen of it seemed really like high energy and upbeat. Like uh, Haruhi, we see in like episode like later of episode three and then episode four. And seeing her in episode one being so like kind of stoic and serious, was kind of like, oh, this, what? What happens? Like this is not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But then even when she um, is recruiting people and saying like, oh, we need the Moe character, we need the new transfer student, it like it's clearly she she's supposed to be portrayed as like uh, kind of like a manga like otaku who's kind of like just a nerd and like following all story tropes. But it seems like it's also setting up the show to be in itself a parody of other anime. And, like, jokingly, like, we got this trope, we got that trope, we got this trope, and kind of, like, poking fun at those as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't ex- I wasn't prepared for that, and I was uh, delightfully surprised that that was uh, part of the show as well. Mm. So I, I enjoyed it more than I thought it would. Yeah, I will say, um, just because I never watched, so this is just the first season. The first season is 13 episodes. I've never mm-hmm. seen the second season or the movie. There's a movie, I think it's called The Disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya. Uh-huh. Um, but 
it's not as the show goes on like there are definitely episodes that are like funny and i guess it mm-hmm. is majority of it is kind of what you just described but there are also episodes that feel much more serious um like when the snow white thing comes into play like that episode is like a serious episode where like something scary is happening um mm-hmm. so i would just say that that like you can't expect that from the whole season and that's just like a warning for like if you wanted to keep watching it um mm-hmm. but yeah i i love this show a lot <laughs> i didn't think <laughs> i would still cuz i watched it when i was so young that i think it was just like that thing of like oh this is the first anime that like i like i'm so in love with whatever um but it's like a good show like i was like really pleasantly yeah. surprised watching it now and being like oh this like isn't bad this is like actually good unlike black butler and stuff like that you know <laughs> yeah so yeah. rarely can you look back at the media you grew up watching and have it hold up yeah this is like a a good show <laughs> so i'm happy yeah. Yeah, looking back, Dragon Ball Z, like as iconic as it is, it's a massive franchise. It's it's not great. It's <laughs> it's it's really not great. You can cut out like seventy percent of that series and be fine. Damn. Yeah, it's there's a lot of filler. Uh, but yeah, it's the show still holds up, and I think there's you said first season has thirteen episodes. I think there's two seasons, and then there's like a spinoff series where it's like Hazaru Haru. Oh, here it is. I hit, I hit my limit of how many times I can say her name. Harold. Haruhi Chan Suzumiya? Yeah. It seemed to be like it's the like, spinoff series of it. It's like a comedy where they're like all chibi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad you guys enjoyed yeah. it. I'm happy. It was a fun time. Yeah. Good. Uh, I also, uh, I didn't mention this, but especially in the second episode, I was liking how they were treating the uh, narration to it. It mm-hmm. felt very much like an American TV show, where the narration does fill in some of the gaps, but it feels earned and not info-dumpy. Yeah. Uh, like, I was getting sort of the, uh, like, JD's inner monologue I was going to say. Sort of. uh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just JD. Yeah, it, it it like adds to it. It makes it fun, but it isn't like, oh, this is a shortcut so we don't need to do more in-story storytelling. Yeah. That's a good point. Never thought of that. Yay! 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 I had a good Yay. time. Fun. We all fun had a good time. I'm so all. glad. <laughs> Check this one off in the yes com. Oh man, I broke the streak. Oh no. Darn it. Of all the <laughs> anime that Dugan didn't like. no i'm saying it's good i just didn't realize we were on a losing streak for a while (laughs) yeah it's uh it's been real negative up till this point leave it to me to bring it back to the good shit uh uh, so uh i i picked a show for next week uh Mm -hmm. we're we're in those blazing days of summer uh so i too damn hot uh it's too damn hot and it's Mm. It's gonna heat up even more next week as we watch Fire Force. Ooh! Oh! This is a new anime this season. Yeah, I just this heard about new. that yesterday. Yeah, the dubs have just started coming out uh, early July, so uh, oh, wow. it's still pretty new. Yeah, uh, fresh. But yeah, 
It's about anime firefighters. I don't know what the fuck this show's about. I'm seeing, like, screen grabs and, like, different characters, and there's, like, nuns and, like, witches and fire. I'm confused. Uh, I looked up the plot, and it looks insane, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's nuts, so. How exciting. So, yeah, Yeah. uh, we'll just watch the first three episodes. Simple enough. Perfect. And thank you for joining us. If there's a show you would like us to watch, you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Are We There Yet on both. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at Queen Period Weeaboo and on Twitter at Queen underscore Weeaboo and Queen underscore Weeaboo Art. You can find me on Twitter at ABTS Brendan, stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is a video game podcast I do. I also completely missed uh, plugging our email if you want to send in submissions that way. Uh, are we there yet at gmail.com? Uh, thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for her theme song Stories Off the Album Beats. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. Bye. Don't date a time traveler. <laughs> Marty McFly, no!